0: I actually taught the Gospel of John on the college campus I think around 40 times. I didn't teach it every year, but there are some years I taught it twice. And every time I go out to teach, I end up in the Gospel of John. So you want my address? My zip code is J-O-H-N, John. Actually... (laughs) My zip code is B-I-B-L-E, so anyway, I want to open something up to you. Uh, before I do, though, there's some books out there that I wrote. One of them is on the Gospel of John. It's the big one. Uh, one is my personal testimony, T-shirts and overcoats. Uh, we put T-shirts on to identify which team we're for. Uh, my dad said, you're dumb, so I put on a dumb-dumb T-shirt, and... Then I covered it up because I didn't want people to know I'm dumb. <coughs> so that's the message there. And then there's another one that is on the prodigal son. Actually, all three parables uh, in that chapter. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the son. So that, that's very brief. But the Gospel of John has been with me, or I have been with it, so long long before I started teaching on campuses. I want to start with (coughs) chapter 20. John tells his purpose for writing this book. Jesus did many other signs, and that word signs is what I want to focus on for just a moment. In the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. Signs. The best illustration of what John means when he talks about signs there. My middle son... Thank you. My middle son, when he was roughly 14 years old, he was taking genetics in high school, or middle school, wherever he was, and uh, his name is Benji. I I pointed the finger and I said, Benji, carry out the trash. And he came over and took my finger. And he said, Dad, I just learned that the number of hairs between your knuckles is inherited, and I noticed that you're almost bald between these two, and you've got hair there. Look at me. And I said, Benji, the trash. <laughs> now, here's my point. When you read the stories in the Gospels, they are signs. It's not just miracles that are Signs. The stories are pointing to something beyond the story. And if you spend all your time analyzing the hairs between the knuckles, which is the Greek word here and the Greek word there, and this, if you spend all your time with that, you may miss the point. And the point is always to Jesus Christ and who he is and what he has to offer, it always points to him. So, we're going to go, uh, actually before I go there, one more verse, John chapter 7, on the la- verse 37, on the last day of the feast, I wish we had time to open this up, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his, my version says heart, but it's really belly or bosom. Uh could almost be translated womb uh, it births something rivers of living water now he said this about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive so in this text he connects living water with the Holy Spirit did you see that he connected the two get a drink of the Holy Spirit So is it water or is it spirit? The answer is yes. You just need to catch on. Now, with that in our mind, we're going to the woman at the well. And I'm going to, as much time as as I have, it's gonna be hard. Where's the clock? Oh, here we are. I know the kids are here and so we need to be careful incidentally those of you you kids you're going to be the ministers when we get through so pay attention you're going to stand up here and I'm going to tell you what to do later but I want you to stand up here and you're going to be the ministry team so listen up I want to show you how this is a sign chapter 4 the woman of Samaria now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John. Now, I just want to take one thing from this text which is key to understanding the rest of the story. Actually, the, the original King James did it right. Now, when the Lord learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making, making a distinction between the Lord and Jesus. Now Jesus is Lord. Are we okay with that? Jesus is Lord. But you can look at Jesus without seeing the Lord. The Pharisees looked at him, spent their whole uh, time trying to destroy him because they saw Jesus, but they did not see the Lord. Can you follow me in that? Yeah. Okay. So the Lord knew or heard that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was doing some stuff. The Pharisees hadn't heard that the Lord is doing anything. Did you follow that one? And (laughs) sometimes the Lord is doing things in the church and some people don't see the Lord doing anything. They see the pastor doing it. Now we could play with that a while, but that's not my purpose here. So that distinction between Jesus as Lord and Jesus as a man whom you can see without seeing. As a matter of fact, in chapter 14, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. How can you ask, show me the Father? You've been with me all this time, you haven't seen me yet. You've been looking at me, but you have not yet seen me. So that's a theme in the Gospel of John. So we move on. Uh, Jesus left that area and he had, verse 4, he had to pass through Samaria. Now the truth is, he didn't have to. Mo- especially the Pharisees, when they wanted to go from Judea up to Galilee, they would cross the Jordan and go up Transjordan and come across because they did not want to get their feet dirty with Samaritan soil. You see, the Samaritan people were the scum of the earth now so he didn't have to but he had a divine appointment he had a divine appointment with a woman at a well and so he had to go in order to meet this woman so he came to sychar now a little geography lesson quickly this is key to understanding the story Uh, you've probably seen maps, and some of you may have even been to Israel. There are two mountains. Uh, One is Mount Gerizim, and the other is Mount Ebal. And those are the mountains Moses said, when you get into the land, put the curses on Ebal, and put the blessings on Mount Gerizim. So there's the uh, the the Mount of Blessing and the Mount of Curses. And in the valley between those two mountains, there is a well. Jacob's well. Now if you get the picture, the well is between blessing and curses. Okay, now that's important for the story also. Jesus is Lord, but you may not notice. Okay? And He is now between curses and blessings at a well... The next thing I want to draw attention to is the phrase living water. In the Hebrew language, what we call running water, they call living water. Have you ever seen water run? Water doesn't run, it flows. But we call it running water. They called it living water. And living water is very important in the Jewish way of thinking. Uh, If you're going to wash, it has to be running water, not still water. Because you have still water can become stale water, which can become stagnant water. So water is an issue here. And another issue of water is there are cisterns. And I'm sure up on Mount Ebel, there was a cistern. When it rains, all the water comes, and it collects there. But there's also, most homes, if not all homes in that area, would have what we would call a rain barrel. Whenever it rains, the water flows off the roof and comes into the the home with an area. And while it's raining, the water is living water. But the rain barrel stops the flow. Are you catching on? We say to the water, you can go this far and no farther. I want to control and restrict the water because the water's good and I want some later and I'm not sure I can trust God to bring some when I need it. Now, so he's at Jacob's well, wearied as he was from his journey. And his journey did not begin in Judea. His journey did not begin in Bethlehem. His journey began with the Father who sent him. You with me? And he's wearied because in the first chapter of John, he in the Old Testament, he came to his own and his own received him not. He has been on the way to this place for a very long time. And it's been a wearisome journey because they received him not. They He, he kept coming, they kept rejecting. He kept coming, they kept rejecting. Okay. So he sat down by this well between the blessings and the curses. I see a woman walking down the dusty trail from the Mount of Curses. Dressed in the traditional way, which means the only flesh that you can see is her eyes and her forehead, her hands and her feet as they come out from under the skirt. That's all you can see. And in her brow, you can see the worrisome life that she's lived. In her eyes, you can see the pain that has been uh, inflicted on her. You can see that. And with her hands probably calloused from having to work so hard, and then her journey had wounded her feet. So there she comes. And as she approaches the well, why is she coming at noon? Most women gather, uh, go get the water in the early morning or in the late afternoon because it's cool and they want the water for the house. But she's coming at noon, probably, it's my opinion, because if she came in the morning, the other women would blah, 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 blah. There's that woman again, you know. Some women do that. Not here, I'm sure. Okay. (laughs) Come on. Now, she saw a man. What has given her most pain in life? Men. But she noticed by his dress that he's a Jew. So she doesn't have to worry. Because Jewish men don't even talk to their wives in public. You don't want to talk to a woman in public. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Some of you women know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> talking to a woman. Now, not only am I a woman, I'm a Samaritan woman. And if he only knew, a sinful Samaritan woman. Now, get into the mentality The Samaritans were the scum of the earth. She's a woman, which is the scum of the scum. She's a sinful woman. Scum under the scum of the scum. And Jesus had an appointment with her. God said, go get that woman. You got the picture. So she's not afraid to go to the well because he's a man, a Jewish man. Whenever she got there, Jesus said, give me a drink. (laughs) He actually spoke to me. Now, I'm thinking, I've got a man under my power. Finally, I I can serve him or not serve him. I'm going to play with it. You're a Jew. Normally don't even talk to women and you're talking to me, a Samaritan woman scum. Okay? So you must really be thirsty. You, a Jew, talking to me, a Samaritan woman? Jesus said, if, and here, please be with me here. If you knew the gift of God and who it is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked Him. Jesus is speaking of himself in the third person, you would know him if you knew who was talking to you. You would ask him, What is this? Jesus is referring to his lordship. You with me? You would have asked him, and he would have given you running water, living, living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with. And you can play with that sometime, you have time. Drawing water is a human activity. Water poured onto you or into you is a God activity. Now you play with that. Uh, The water is deep. Where are you going to get this water? You don't have a water pot. Now, you know the women, they walk with a water pot. I don't know how they do that, but it's balanced on their head. What is a water pot? It's a personal cistern. Now, at the well, there's a rope, but there's no jar. You tie the rope to your jar, you drop it in, and actually, if you go to that, you can hear the water running at the bottom. Running water. Living water. Could I say spirit? Okay. You don't have a jar. I have a jar. Personal. I'm going to let the water in my life go this far and no farther. I'll let God do this, but I'm not going to let God do that. Get that picture. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Jesus then said, and we're skipping to verse 13. Everyone who drinks of this water pointing at the well, which is living water, will thirst again. And the women thought, yeah, I get the water here, and when I'm at the well and I drink this water, it's so cool and it's so good because it was running just a second ago. It's no longer running, but I go home and I put it up on the mantle, and by the end of the day, it's no longer got that sparkle." So I have to come back. I didn't drink the whole thing, but I have to come back to get some more fresh water. Here is a woman that wants living water. That's what she came for. Living water. The water that I. Now notice Jesus is now referring to himself in the first person. The Lord is speaking to her now. The water that I have to give to you, if you drink this water, it will become in you a well springing forth to life. Just like we read uh, in chapter 7, out of his belly flows rivers. And that came originally from Jesus, but when you drink his water, it becomes in you a well springing up to life so that when you speak, life comes forth to others, just as when he speaks, life comes to those who hear him. You with me so far? Okay. The water that I will give. And the woman said, give me some of this water. Of course, she's thinking something very natural, magical, perhaps. And uh, so Jesus said, I've got to take you one more step before I give you the water. Uh, Bring your husband. (laughs) I don't have a husband." And Jesus said, "I know. you've had five, and the guy you're living with now you're not married to, I know. Uh, she says, "I perceive you're a prophet. Now we have increasing revelation. A man, a Jewish man, a prophet. You see the, the development here? You'll call your husband. I don't have a husband. You've had five. The woman said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. That's verse 19. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say, you Jews, you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Notice the word place. Where is the place we should worship? Okay, just notice that we're moving on. I perceive you're a prophet. Then she said, uh, actually verse 21, Jesus said, believe me, the hour is coming. This is something John does two or three times. The hour is coming. And then later he will say, the hour is now, it's here. Okay, The hour is coming when neither on this mountain, And he would have been pointing to Gerizim because on the top of the Mount of Blessings was the worship center for the Samaritan people. And I have the impression this girl has been going from the Mount of Curses to the Mount of Blessing all her life. Look, And worship is a way to get a drink, spiritually speaking. So she's been going, and basically the religion there was not tied to the living water of the river of life. It was a cistern. And they came together and talked about how wonderful water is. They had their water services. They sang about water. Once the water was. But nobody ever got a drink. They had their little water school to teach the kids all the properties of water. But the kids never got a drink. Because... Broken sisters is what Isaiah said. They can't hold water. So they come and gather around and sing the water songs and play religion. And I'm thinking the woman, yeah, I know, I've been there. Now think about her next statement. Uh, well, let's, let's go on with what Jesus is saying. Neither here, this mountain, nor Jerusalem will you... Samaritan sinful scum. You will worship the Father. Now the only way you can worship the Father is if you're a daughter. The only way you can worship the Father is if you're a son. You can worship God. You have to put two or three syllables in it. God. But you can't worship Father. Father. Unless you're a son, a daughter. You still with me? Okay. The hour is coming when you, woman, will worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. The hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father. Where? In spirit. Which means spirit is a place. Proverbs eighteen hand somewhere, somewhere in Proverbs, uh, Proverbs we have this statement. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. So there's a place which is the name. There is a place which spirit. John was in the spirit on the Lord's day when he received the book of Revelation. It's a place in the spirit that you can be. So you will worship me in the Spirit. The hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers, and that's what God is looking for, is worship in the Spirit and truth. The woman said, now verse 25, the woman said, I've heard the Messiah is coming, and the way you're talking, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe you know, she didn't have enough boldness to say, I think you're the Messiah. She's sort of walking around it and hinting. Now here is the key to understanding something. In the Greek language, you could translate Jesus' response like this. I am is speaking to you. Now it's translated, I and the one who is talking to you. Well, she knew that. She knew who was. No, I am is addressing you. I am is speaking to you. So his lordship comes forth at this point. And uh, where am I? verse 27 his disciples came back, they have been going to buy bread. If we went to John chapter six on the bread and, and uh, wine the I am the bread of life, drink my blood, all of that blood do you wash in it or do you drink it? Yes because the blood, The water and wine is all connected together in the Gospel of John. Okay. Just a side issue. So what is this guy doing talking to a woman? Can you believe he's talking to a woman? But they didn't address him because they knew who he was. The woman, here's the point today, guys. The woman left her jar. She never lowered it. To receive natural living water, and she walked away with water in her that becomes a well springing up, and she went into the Mount of Curses and began to let the water flow to the men who were there in that city. She became the first woman evangelist, and the whole city. What is going on with you? Well, I met this man and I'm questioning could he be the Christ? And their question is Is he, she said, come see. I can't give him to you. You have to go to him yourself. Come and see. So here's what I want us to do. Every one of you, myself included, all of us, have restrictions on what we will allow God to do in our lives. Anyone here besides me? I want God to do this, but God intends to do that. Well, I don't want that, so I'm going to keep my little safe place. Now, it's not comfortable. This is not a comfortable zone. Comfort zone. It's not. It's very uncomfortable. But I'm familiar with it, so I'm sticking with what I got. That is like a jar, a water jar. A restriction on what you're going to allow God to do. Now each one of you have something that God is trying to touch and draw you into. And some of you accept that willing and jump in. I understand that. I jumped in once, but how many of you get out of the water sometimes? And you need to get back in the water. Okay. Here's the way. The the guys or girls who are going to uh, do the ministry, if you'll go ahead and come up here, I'll tell you what to do. And I'm going to tell the people what to do. So the young people, I like this. You know, the like specific moments, all to come on guys don't be come on you can do this I love it yes now don't stand behind one another stand side by side okay now here's what we're going to do Those of you, the Lord, the I Am, has been speaking to you about something you don't want to let go of, something you want to control. That is your jar. And I want you to get out of your seat, come up here and place the jar before one of these kids as an act of giving up your restrictions on what God wants to do. And I want you kids, when someone comes before you and places the jar at your feet, just reach out your hand and lay your hands on their head. Now, God knows what he's imparting. You don't have to know. All you have to do is put your hand on their head. God will flow out of you into them, and something is going to happen. Okay, do we need some music while we do this? Would that be a good thing? You can do it quietly? Oh yeah, you can do it quietly. So, if God is speaking to you and you're willing to admit it publicly, (laughs) just come and put your water jar in front of someone, walk away and leave it there. Now, Put your hand on her head. There you go. Put your hand on his head. Yeah. Good. Don't be bashful. You want to be free? Bring your pot, bring your jar.